Hi, this is Hilda. It's something like um, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or something. I don't know. I couldn't sleep. So um, I'm just going to do this podcast. I had this crazy, crazy thought in my head about sexual expression of women, Niger women. Well, maybe Niger men too, but... um always a little biased about Niger women because obviously apparently I'm one I think the story will start with oh yeah before I go on this is Hilda um, Hilda of Hilda's shoulder your agony aunt your relationship enthusiast and your storyteller okay so we're talking about sexual expression of the Niger I'll be more on the side of the woman like I said before um, I think the story starts with the girl child. I mean, when most of us were growing up, we, you know, with the help of religion, culture, school, in fact, the entire system, a woman was is raised or was raised to be more of um, somebody that accepts things. She, the design model, if I may be able to say so, the sexual design model that a woman or a girl is given right from the time she's a little girl is to wait. It should wait for things. Um, this would dovetail into waiting for uh, someone to walk up to you. It's it dovetailed into also not being in the forefront of deciding what how to overtly express themselves sexually, it would dovetail into also accepting any kind of sexual exchange. Um, And I'm talking about someone in a relationship now. So at the end of the day, you don't have a woman that is in control. I'm not saying the woman should necessarily be in control. I mean that a woman should have... She should have the right to decide that this is not working for me Um, because I'm married. If my husband doesn't meet my sexual needs and I just pine and, you know, I don't ever, we don't ever sit down and talk about this thing. I'm just, I'm just a shell. I'm just a carcass. So anyway, this little girl grows up into a woman, grows up into a mother and she passes on the same tradition to her children so we have generations of women who are not sexually expressive we are very in touch with our emotional side we know how to give love we know how to you know receive love but when it comes to that sexual part i've heard a lot of women say that their husbands don't even satisfy them you wonder what happened during the uh the courtship process. Some women, I don't know how common it is for lots of women not to have given sex before marriages, but I think that's not so common anymore. So if you went through a courtship process and it's possible that there was sex, you know, before the marriage and you knew it was bad, not necessarily bad, but you knew he wasn't getting to you, he wasn't getting 
putting you on that level that you wanted to be sexually, but you still went ahead with it. You get into the marriage and it's, you know, this sexual intimacy thing has a way of affecting a lot of things in the marriage, even the way you see yourself. A lot of Nigerian women have become very oyimbo in their sexual preference or their sexual orientation. A lot of women have vibrators. I guess they just do a plus and minus and they look at the fact that, well, my husband is well well off or he's average, he's doing well. So if the only chink in the armor is this sex bit, then I'll, he can give me his 30 and I'll sort out myself with the other 70. These days, a lot of women have vibrators and um, lots of sex uh, like sex toys to keep them going, but I just wonder if such a woman is put under a lot of sexual pressure from the outside, she may buckle without even knowing she has buckled because if she runs into somebody who knows how to um, give her exactly what it is she wants, she just might. She just might keep going back to that person, and you know that might be the the beginning of the end of her marriage or. Uh, consistent, continuous cheating, you know, which will again further diminish her, her feelings of self-worth. So why is it that Niger women can't say what they want? If your husband is not gifted, there's so many things you can do. Um, you can be very creative. He can even help you use your sex toys. Can you sit down with your husband and talk about these things? Um... For the men, Niger men, I don't think they have much of a problem expressing what they want. A lot of men, um, especially in the South, you know, a lot of them have girlfriends outside of their marriages. And so what they feel wifey cannot do in the bedroom, they would ask their girlfriends to do it. And on the side of the girlfriend, well, it's about a combination of love and money maybe, and um, they're more adventurous. So um, it doesn't mean that a girlfriend is more sexually savvy, sexually adventurous because of gain, or would it be for love or a mixture of both of them? And then would it be that for a, for a wife... Um, she doesn't, it doesn't play out the same way for her. So why are we different as girlfriends and different as wives? Well, I think for the wives, for the Niger wives, we've gotten to a level of contentment and society puts so much weight on you to stay married, to remain married, to keep your home and doing or saying anything that would rock your boat you know, if I may say so, do you know, saying anything that rocked the boat of your marriage is is almost uh, is almost taboo. So a lot of women just bear these things. Uh, maybe your husband is is a two minute man, or maybe your husband is not, you know, his penis isn't turgid enough for you, or he doesn't even allow you to do some certain things. I've heard of a story about a man who used to warn his wife never to show her pleasure, you know, when they were making love, by making this uh, sound. And it really hurts me to hear such a thing. 
And you'd be surprised that this same man would possibly be dating somebody else. And he would enjoy hearing the screams and the shouts, the thrills of the pleasures that he was giving his girlfriend. So, why does it look as if a Nigerian woman should just be like a robot that has no feeling, no desire? A lot of women have fantasies that they dare not tell their husbands. I'm wondering why. I mean, what's the whole essence of the marriage? It's supposed to be a union. At the point that you're courting, you know, and I, I understand the fear of Nigerian woman. The fear is that if my to-be, my husband-to-be or my husband hears that I want to shack, put him in shackles, spank him, I want to wear black or red leather or something and just go crazy, he'll just start to wonder what kind of woman I am or what kind of woman I was before he married me. Let me just keep this thing under wraps. How long will you do that? Again, like I said, I'm not blaming um, Niger women, but I'm just saying that it would be good if we got it right, if you actually ended up with a husband, a partner that was sexually compatible with you. Is it always about money? Is it always about status? Is it always about looking the parts? Are we more into that than being fulfilled? Sexually fulfilled, physically fulfilled, financially fulfilled. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and for the Niger woman, it looks like she always, she's ready to always play, um, put her needs, which is not bad in itself, but sometimes we need to be selfish. And sometimes the best can come out of you when you live who you are. If you like to do some kinky stuff, you know, try to suggest it. Maybe at the point of dating or even in your marriage. It could be that you're, you think you're in a marriage, but you're, you, I mean, your marriage is even dead on arrival. And that's why these men just keep going out. Try, you know, try to introduce the subject and see how your husband responds. You know that religious, the religious influence that makes us Niger women look we must look like moms. We must behave like moms. You know, wear white, um, wear a scarf virtually, you know, on your head and look like you can't do anything until we look holy. We take that a little too far. I mean, why can't we just be open? And I've heard really that there are some bars. We already have some swinger bars in Lagos. And I know that I'm very, very sure about it, that not all the couples that go there are singles. I'm very sure some. I've started hearing again that some couples, married couples, have open relationships where they allow each other to stray out of the, you know, the matrimonial bed and come back. I guess it gives them a spark. I'm not... It's really a matter, the right and wrongness of doing that is entirely up to you and your spouse or you and your partner. So it's not for me to sit down and say it is bad for them to have an open relationship. It is what works for you. If you. How do you keep living from day to day? You keep having these crazy fantasies and you, have, you can't share it with the person who is supposed to be the closest, the most intimate. And again, with the husbands or the partners, they may suggest 
something kinky, freaky that they want to do with you. And because you're so concerned with letting him see you as this righteous woman, in quote, you pretend you're not interested. So what does he do? The usual thing. He goes to look for someone who is more sexually liberated than you are. And then you just keep playing the same game and going around in circles. You'll be giving him duty sex and he'll be, you'll be receiving it. And he goes out there and gets it from somebody else. So why can't we just sit down and do have a talk with our spouses or our boyfriends? Try one or two things and then see what resonates with you. Okay. So, I think we should work at this thing. And um, for me, the most important thing is my happiness. And if I am with you and you're not making me happy, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with you. We should work at um, expressing ourselves. We should work at being who we are. Even in music, you have um, sopranos, tenors, uh, different textures of voices. It's the same thing with our sexual lives. Not everybody is uh, into a missionary position and not everybody is into conventional sex. So the more we unleash the, our desires, the things that we have inside, the more fulfilled we'll be as people. So Niger wives, Niger girlfriends, you need to sit up. Otherwise, you always keep having a running mate. Niger men, stop being ashamed to ask your wife for what you really want. Be open. There's nothing like being honest and open in a relationship. The more open we are, the better, the happier, the richer and the fuller our lives will be. So that's my two bits for today. So if you like shackles, you go get shackles. If you like to be spanked or if you want to be a patient while your wife is the doctor or a nurse, go online. All these things are now available in the country. If you need to get a vibrator, go ahead and get one. If you want to do some crazy stuff, take, I don't know, maybe you want to... I, I don't know, whatever it is, you, you know the kind of things that freak you. Go ahead. And if your partner is not willing to even give it a shot, I'm not saying you should walk out of your marriage, but find another way to express yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's all you can look forward to expressing yourself. Okay, so have a beautiful day. If you have a comment to make, you can send me an email at, Hilda, at um, Hilda's Shoulder for You at gmail.com. Um, the four is figure four and the U is letter U. You can also check Hilda's Shoulder out on social media. Hilda's Shoulder is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also have a look at our website. It's Hilda's shoulder.com.ng The Hilders is spelled H-I-L-D-A-S-S H-O-U-L-D-E-R So I'd love you to leave a comment on Anchor. Um, say something. Give me feedback. And if you have a particular topic you want me to discuss, 
feel free to send me a message. So, until we chat again, it's bye-bye.